My name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. This next season, I am going to be reading to you from my book, Destruction of Faith, written by me. And here we go. Destruction of Faith, Chapter 1, Sunday Morning. I awake to the sounds of gospel music blaring from the radio in the kitchen. This Sunday morning ritual had been going on with my mama for years. Ever since I was 12 years old, I have had to endure her practice of playing gospel music every Sunday morning. See, she thought that she had to give Sunday to the Lord because she gave them to the devil during the other days of the week. Even now, that I am 21, a grown-ass woman, I still must engage in this ritual by getting up out of bed, washing my face, brushing my teeth, and then to the kitchen to eat breakfast. Mama gonna have my plate already prepared to eat three pancakes, two slices of bacon, and scrambled eggs with cheese. She gonna be standing there in her black dress with her off-black stockings trying to slip down on her legs and wearing those house slippers, smoking on a Salem cigarette and leaning against the kitchen sink and she gonna stand there and watch me eat my whole breakfast. Once I finish eating, she gonna take my plate, hand me this blue dress to put on, and tell me to hurry up and get my shoes so I will not be late for Sunday school. Yes, I can still wear that damn blue dress. Then we are gonna walk outside the house and wait on this blue bus to pick us up. Damn, I hated that damn bus and I hate the color blue. I grab the pillow and cover my face, trying to force the sounds of the gospel music from my head. Push harder. I hear this voice whisper to me. I push the pillow harder into my face as if I am smothering myself. I can feel my air leaving me, and then suddenly, she snatches the pillow off my face. Why are you still in bed? I open my eyes to focus as I see my mama standing there glaring down at me, and I look at her. She is wearing that black dress, and it still looks brand new. Ma, no, I am not going to church. I wanted to scream, but I just mumbled it. Ma, no, I'm not going to church. What you mean you ain't going to church? Today is Sunday, and it's the Lord's Day, and you're going with me to church. I said I'm not going. I smell cigarette. Ma, can you please not smoke in my room? My mama removed her hand from behind her back, bringing forth the Salem cigarette that she was puffing on, places it into her mouth, inhale, and then <sighs> blows the smoke into my face. I swipe the smoke away from my face. <laughs> Ma, why you do that? First of all, this is my house, and I smoke wherever I feel like it I stand up out the bed that's why I cannot wait for tomorrow today is my last day in your house I walk around her as I go towards the bathroom I leave my bedroom walking down the hall and here she come following me what do you mean are you moving or something it sounded like it was more of a demand than a question I stopped walking I turned around to face her mom I've been telling you for the last month that I was moving out. You just don't pay attention to me. 
You have lost your damn mind speaking to me like this. Ma, be careful. It's Sunday and you are using curse words on the Lord's day. My mother slapped me so hard and I fell back against the wall. As long as you are in my house, you will watch your mouth and you will respect me. She stood towering over me. I glanced up at her as I held my face from her slap. It stung, and you would have thought that I had gotten used to her slaps by now. Now get your ass up and eat that food and get ready for church. The bus gonna be here soon. Slowly, I stood up, and I looked at her. I told you I'm not going to church. I began to feel a tingling in the back of my neck, and I knew that she was about to surface. You still running your mouth? She slapped me again. This time I didn't fall, but I stood my ground. That slap did not sting, and I felt she, Bella, about to take over. See, that is the name that I gave her after watching Twilight. She gives me signals and auras to let me know that she would take over to protect me when shit like this would happen. This is your last time hitting me. My mama went to strike me again, but just as her hand came up in the air, the tingling in the back of my neck intensified. And that was all that I remembered. When I came to my senses, I had my right arm pressed against my mama's throat and my left arm had her pressed against the wall. She was clawing at my arms, trying to get me to release her and tears were streaming down her face. Immediately, I let go of my hold on her and she slid down to the floor gasping for air. Ma, Ma, are you all right? Get the fuck away from me, she stammered. Ma, I'm sorry, don't you touch me again she tried to stand up i extended my hand out to help her and she jerked away from me i watched her stagger down the hallway towards the kitchen i wanted to follow her but i cried silently to myself as i returned to my room chapter two monday today was monday my moving day I had managed to hide most of my personal belongings in my closet because I did not want my mother going through them and taking something that did not belong to her. My cell phone began to vibrate and I picked it up and answered it. The voice on the other end was my best friend, Stacy. Girl, you ready? I'm outside. Yes, let me say bye to mama. I hung up the phone, gathered all my stuff and walked into the living room. My mother was sitting on the couch watching the morning news. Ma, I'm leaving now silence ma you hear me ma she was giving me the silent treatment as she had done so many times before when she, when she would come out when bella would appear that had not been our first episode and it probably would not be the last but for some reason she made everything still my fault my mama knew that i had a second personality but she ignored her and told me that i would outgrow it but i never did her name was bella and all i know is that she would protect me from the anger that my mother often released upon me i remember the exact moment bella entered me and from that time she has never left bella was always waiting around hanging in the background waiting to be released i just looked at my mama and shook my head okay ma i'll call you later
I walked outside to see Stacy standing behind her car. Hey, sis, I said. I walked up to her and gave her a hug. Stacy had popped open the trunk of her car and I tossed my duffel bags inside the compartment. Why your face so red? She closed the trunk hood down and as I got inside the car, she walked around to the driver's side and opened the door. My mama. Damn, I know that you happy you don't have to take her abuse anymore. I glanced back at the house once again. I was hoping that she would at least walk outside and watch me leave. I wanted my mother to be that perfect mom and send me off with blessings and profound words to enrich my life on my new journey. But when it came to me, my mother was never gentle. I could never figure out why she hated me so fucking much. How could you hate your child that you carried for nine months and abuse her so badly? She often would tell me that she wished that she had been able to get rid of me, but I managed to survive her womb anyway. Oh, well. Stacy climbed into the car, started it, and began to drive. As Stacy drove off, I waved back at that old gray house, knowing that I was finally leaving that negative energy behind. When we pulled up to the stoplight, a single tear rolled down my face. Chapter 3, New Home I walked out of the leasing office shaking the keys and laughing at Stacy. <laughs> girl! She waved her hands up and down in the car with excitement. Soon as I got in the car, she said, I am so proud of you. She reached over and kissed me on the cheek. I pulled back a little, bo- little bit. It is cool, ain't it? I ignored it. Honey, I am so happy for this joyous occasion. I know, but you know that I'm not good with the vocab as you. It's okay. It's okay. So where are we heading to? She asked me as we pulled out the parking lot. Not too far from here. It's a small house located off Glenwood Avenue, close to the pizza place. Just guide me in the right direction, she said as she drove the car onto the street. I have always wanted to live on this side of town. I love the big plantation-looking houses and the old feel of this area. The houses look very historic-looking. Lived in by people with old money. Hell, even a high school looked like a giant castle. There was a history marker outside the high school, and it stated that this school used to be the home of Sir Walter Riley. I knew that there was a lot of energy walking around that place. There was also an old movie theater within walking distance. It was a colony theater, and on the weekends, it played old kung fu movies. But on the weekdays, it played classic black and white movies and musicals. I loved watching classic movies, especially those dealing with the Civil War, such as Gone with the Wind and North and South. Don't judge me. At times, it felt like I had belonged in that period. Sometimes it felt like I was living in the wrong area, and it just captured my soul. I loved wearing those long, bustling gowns and dresses. Even though it was an era of slavery, I imagined that I was master, and the white people, they were my slaves, okay? We were on Glenwood Avenue, and I told her to take the next left before she got to the theater. And as soon as we took that turn, my small two-story white wooden house stood between two huge brick homes. My heart began racing from the excitement of my place. I loved my porch, for it encircled the entire perimeter of the house. My rent, oh my God, it was only $550 a month. The realtors told me that I would be paying half the rent for one year, a thousand a month. Maybe by then I might have a roommate, but who knows because I needed all three of my bedrooms. She pulled into the driveway and turned the car off. We did not even bother to get my bags out of the trunk. Stacy acted like she was more excited than I was. 
hurry up, open the door. Stacy ran ahead of me to the front door. Calm down, chick, I said as I walked up beside her and stood before the front door. I took the key and slid it into the lock. But before I could unlock the door, it just seemed to pop open on its own. It was as if the house had a mind of its own and it was welcoming me in. Slowly, we both entered the house and we stood in the middle of the foyer and glanced around in space. From the outside, this place looks so small, but this house is quite big. I said the same thing when I first was shown this place, I said back to Stacy as we began walking around the house. We both walked into the living room and noticed a vast copper color sofa up against the wall. Where did this come from? You didn't place that here? Nope. Stacy walked over to the couch and removed a piece of paper that somebody had taped to the cushion. She began to read it. Hi, Faith. I want to say welcome home. This couch was sitting in the storefront window downtown when I saw it, and I knew that I had to buy it for you. Welcome home, Candace. Wow, that was so nice of her, I exclaimed. Candace was the lady who had rented me the place. The couch went well with the wood floor and the red brick stone fireplace, but I was going to take that sofa upstairs and put it in my bedroom. Come on, let me show you the rest of the house, then afterwards we can go outside and get my stuff. Stacy followed me from room to room, examining the closets in the fireplace. I had no idea why she kept opening my closets and looking at them. It seemed weird. I needed to make sure that I asked her about this later. Each room except for the kitchen and the bathroom had its fireplace. The only room with carpet in it was the master bedroom, and I was good with that. I did not want to wake up with my feet touching a cold, hardwood floor. The closets in the two bedrooms were large walk-in closets, and the bathroom was the size of a small bathroom. Girl, I love this bathroom, she said, staring at the bathtub, resting on what appeared to be lion's paws. It was an old tub. Girl, me too. I immediately fell in love with the tub when I first saw it. Wait until I finish decorating this bathroom. You will love it. She followed me as I walked out of the bathroom and downstairs to the basement. Damn, this is a big basement. She went and stood in the center. I know. I have no idea what I am going to do with it, but I know that it will be a special room for me to vibe in. I had no idea what I was going to do with this basement. I had thought about making it become my smoke room or even a secret spiritual room. Your whole house will be a vibe that everybody will want to vibe in. I smiled. Yeah, except mama. Now, why are you going to bring her up? You just spoiled the vibe. <laughs> I know, but she's still my mama. I know. But listen, changing gears for a second. Did you go to the cemetery to pray for this house? I mean, did you go there to speak with the spirits? <laughs> I smile. Girl, you know I speak with the spirits there all the time. But why are you asking me this? You know I've been going there since I was 12. I was going there first to escape mama, but then the more I went... The more I began to hear their voices sounding like whispers in my ears. The older I became, the clearer the voices came. So yes, I will keep going to the cemetery to talk to the spirits for guidance. Well, you know that if your sanctified mama found out, it would be all over for those visits. Let me tell you something, girl. I am grown, and no longer do I have to report to her about what I am doing. Saying those words and hearing them come out of my mouth was easier said than done. I knew I had this fear of her. I knew that I never wanted my mother to find out about anything else spiritual that I was doing if it had nothing to do with the church. Well, don't worry about it, Faith. Let's finish bringing in your stuff, Stacy said as she began walking up the stairs. We went outside and got the rest of my belongings from the car. There was a tall tree in the front yard, like a willow tree. 
and I felt the urge to run to it and embrace it. I dropped my bags on the porch and did just that. I ran to the tree and I placed my arms around the tree holding it tight. I could feel its energy and as the wind began to blow gently through its branches, I heard a whisper in the wind. Welcome home. Thank you for listening to the first three chapters of The Destruction of Faith written by yours truly. I welcome you to keep coming back because it can only get better from here. My name is Queen Zoya Counts and I would like to say peace.